Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode of On Deck is brought to you by BenQ. So I've been creating content, making videos, and recording podcasts for going on two decades now. Because of that, I created an amazing space to do it in. It has a big desk, it has all my screens, all my consoles, very dark walls, and bright broadcast lights so I can light myself for the videos when I want to record them. Unfortunately, when the pandemic hit, this also became my home workspace, which means that I had bright lights shining in my face, giving me eye strain, giving me headaches, making it just a a, a terrible space to do work in. Right around that time, BenQ sent over a, a note saying, hey, we have this new screen bar monitor light. Would you want to check it out? I said, yes, they shipped it over. I've been using it for about a month and this thing completely changed the way I use my workspace. The screen bar is a monitor light. It comes with 15 brightness levels and eight color temperatures. So you can get optimal lighting and it will help you relax and focus when you're trying to get some work done. It has auto and manual light settings, so you have a bunch of different options. And the best part is it attaches to the top of your monitor, helping you save space and declutter your gaming station. It plugs in through USB, so you don't even have to run power, which was my biggest problem trying to find a solution. I love this thing. I've been using it, as I said, for about a month. It allows me to see my desk. I have multiple monitors, multiple desktops, a laptop, a notebook. I can see everything without having my bright, broadcast lights on. If you're looking for a solution similar to I was, check out the link below to go check out the BenQ screen bar monitor light. Thanks to our friends over at BenQ for sending this over for us to check out. Hey everybody, welcome back to On Deck. It's episode 10. I'm Bill. That's Lloyd. What's going on, Lloyd? I was muted. muted. I was muted. And then I remuted myself <laughs> when I brought my hand away. I've officially run out of fingers, which caused me to just freak out with my mute uh, button, I guess. I didn't have a but I didn't have a finger for my mute button because they're all being used to count up the episode. That's right. Uh, you guys got to make sure that you tune in next episode so you see what the heck he does because I, I, he's been he's been counting him up with his fingers this whole time and I have no clue what yeah. his plan is for episode eleven. So make sure that you guys uh, subscribe and all that YouTube stuff, uh, or if you're listening to the show, go look at the YouTube thing so you can see what we're talking about. All right. It's been three weeks since the last episode, and some of you are like, hang on, I thought that this was a two-week show. Well, Lloyd and I decided to delay it by a week, and here's why. Two reasons. Number one, we just didn't have time. (laughs) We did not have time to talk to each other about video games as much as we want to, so we decided to delay it. Another reason to delay it is because Christmas is coming, and we figured rather than do a two-week show... And then a month off, we would do two three-week shows. And that way, we would have one coming up on, what was it, January 3rd? Uh, The 3rd, yes. So this one will be on the December 13th. And then we'll be back on January 3rd, 2022. Uh, Just a hop, skip, and jump away from when people are going to start getting these devices in their their waiting hands. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny because like when we were working out when we were going to put this episode out, that's exactly what I said to, to Lloyd. I was like... February is not that far away. And I know that a lot of us, not Lloyd and I, because we were always Q1 people and now we're Q2 people. Um, But, you know, we know that there's a lot of people out there that were like, they were December people and now they're February people, but that's not that far off. Like, we're still really close to getting our hands on these. And uh, later on in the show, stick around because we're going to show you some pictures of what it's going to look like when you open up that box at your house but before we get there uh, this is on deck the show all about the steam deck if you didn't know that's what you're doing here if uh, you're listening to the podcast we do record this and post the video live or not live but we post the video over on our youtube channel nerdnest.tv a uh, big thank you to tom cassidy and p cray for supporting the show last time through we really do appreciate that you guys we post these shows uh as a premiere after the fact and there's like a live chat room and a bunch of people show up and we're all talking about stuff so make sure that you head on over to the youtube channel and watch it with everybody else and big thank you to tom cassidy and p cray for the support 
Lloyd, are you ready to talk about the Steam Deck? I am so ready, Bill. I'm so ready. All right, let's take a look at some of the comments from last episode. We've got one here from Beanie, uh, and they say, Top five games installed first. When you get your hands on it, whether for benchmarking your system or just you wish to play something on handheld, that was not possible before that. Furthermore, maybe a top five games list of titles you see always being installed on your deck. Mainstays. <laughs> that will be permanent sure. companion. That's a great, well, that's two great questions. Let's take the first one, okay. and I'm going to start us off. I'm okay. going to start us off with, I'm not going to list five. I'm going to list one, and then I'll let you go. Does that sound okay. good? Sounds good. All right. Final Fantasy fourteen is number one on mine. I, okay, these are not necessarily in any particular order, but Final Fantasy fourteen is currently my favorite MMO uh, I'm very, very excited to play it when I can get through the ridiculous queue to play it. Um, <laughs> but it's definitely something that I'm going to be playing on my Steam Deck. And so that's definitely going to take up one of my five slots. What's your first one, Lloyd? Well, it did win an award for best ongoing game. So it makes sense mm -hmm. why you'd want to play that on your Steam Deck. Um, my number one game, which will be the first thing I install on my Steam Deck unless it comes with something pre-installed like Half-Life or something. The first thing that sure. I physically go out and install, I, I mean, anybody guess? Skyrim. It has to be Skyrim. <laughs> it's my favorite game of all time. It's my number one favorite game, and I cannot wait to play that on my Steam Deck. All right, uh, number two for me, and this is going to be another game that came out. Okay, so not another game that came out this year, but a game that came out this year and really completely took me by surprise for how much I fell in love with that game. It is one of the perfect kind of games to take with you when you go places and just play in little tiny bursts. And that is Valheim. Valheim mm. is absolutely fantastic. Open world sandboxy kind of games really, really work when you can always take that, that game with you where you, wherever you go. 100%. So that's going to be my number two. Uh, my number two is going to be similar to yours, Minecraft. I want to have Minecraft Bedrock Edition loaded on my Steam Deck so I can load into it and chop some blocks and punch some trees and do all the Minecrafty things. That's uh, like the top two games uh, when I look at the amount of game played over the last little while has been Skyrim <laughs> because of the Anniversary Edition and Minecraft. If you look overall... Um, Skyrim drops down a little bit. Fortnite's in there somewhere. Um, but yeah, uh, Minecraft has to be one of my games that I play very, very early in my Steam Deck. Absolutely. Now, there's a game that I have a copy of, and I've been told nothing but wonderful things about it. And I'm not sure, not 100% sure if it's going to get installed, because I don't know if I should, <laughs> because it's supposed to be hundreds upon hundreds of hours of gameplay and i don't mm. know if i want to rip that band-aid off and that's the witcher 3 right. wild hunt um i've heard nothing but wonderful things about it and being able to take it wherever i am is definitely appealing uh, another open world style game that's that's supposed to have an, a, a fantastic story and and it's also a little older so it's going to run like a dream on right. the steam deck um I think that that's going to have to be my number three. Yeah, uh, that's a that's a really great pick. My my number three is going to be No Man's Sky. Uh, what is better than holding a portable gaming PC in your hands? Well, that's putting a whole entire universe into that portable gaming PC that's in your hands. It's going to create some <laughs> sort of black hole, I'm sure, uh, but it will be awesome. I, I love No Man's Sky. I love building bases. I love exploring new worlds. And the thought of doing it portably uh, is making me very excited right now. Now, uh, we're recording this on Friday the 10th, so yesterday was the Game Awards, and they just announced that coming, I think it was in 2023, uh, would be the sequel to Alan Wake, which I absolutely loved, Alan Wake, and I would love to take uh, take that game and play it again, and I, I have it on Steam, so I may as well install that on the Steam Deck and explore that world a little bit more, see what it's like so that I'm ready so that when I get get a chance to play Alan Wake 2, I think next 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 year uh, <laughs> that I'm ready. Right. That's great. Alan Wake is such a great game. I I want to I want to play through it again cuz I don't know if I completely finished it back when it first came out. Uh but the trailer for the second one made me very 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 excited. All right. Uh for me, the next game 
Uh, this is this is a hard one because I'm not sure how well it's going to run. Um, I I'm convincing convincing myself. I'm not convinced. I'm convincing <laughs> myself that I will play, love, and complete this game, and that is Cyberpunk 2077. I got about 30-ish hours in or 20-ish hours in. I got partway through the story, and then I ran into a whole bunch of performance and tech issues, and I just haven't I haven't gotten the heart to go back and, and check out my save game. Uh, so I might just start fresh and do it on my Steam Deck uh, where I can turn all the visuals down to really low and it won't really affect me. And then maybe it'll actually play like a video game that I want to play. Yeah, a- another game that I don't know if it's going to run very well on the Steam Deck because we really don't know how well it handles different kinds of things uh, is a game that I already own, but I own it on my PS4. And it just got announced last night uh, at the Game Awards right. for PC, and that's Final Fantasy VII Remake. Mm. I got, I got a, I got through in that game. I got through to the part where you got to do a little bit of cosplay, and that's all I'm going <laughs> to say about it because it might be spoilers for some people. Uh, you got to do a little cosplay, and I loved that scene. But then some shiny thing distracted me, and I never got back to it. And now I absolutely at this point have to start over because I don't remember how to play so if I'm going to start over I may as well start over on that portable system and be able to play it in bed or on the couch or sitting at the kitchen table or wherever <laughs> right. uh, using the Steam Deck so Final Fantasy 7 Remake that's definitely going to be something that's going to be on on my Steam Deck uh, probably day one depending on when I actually get get my version of the Steam Deck Right. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. That made me super excited because I want to play it, uh, but I'd love to play it on a PC. So, um, all right. My number five, uh, I'm going to cheat, Bill, and I'm coming right. I'm coming clean. I'm being quite honest. I'm cheating because it is one game, but this one game actually turns into thousands of games. And that <laughs> I is already know what it is. That is RetroArch, of course. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to be playing arcade games and Super Nintendo games and NES games and Game Boy games. And I have a huge cartridge collection and I have copies of ROMs for games that I really love that are in my collection that I'd love to replay. Uh, I have a Retron 5, so a modern console that you can hook up through HDMI. But even then, that's a little bit inconvenient because it's not always hooked up. If it's on my Steam Deck, it's going to be there all the time and forever. And I cannot wait to play old games on a new console because i'm weird apparently (laughs) so that was a great question big thank you to beanie for giving us that question really great uh jumping off point for discussion leave a comment down below with your top five first installs now the second part of his question he said the five games that are always going to be on your steam deck I think we should save that for the next episode. Right. Uh, and and we that will give us a little bit more time to think about it. Because honestly, I put this in the show notes and then forgot about it. And so <laughs> I had to like, I opened up Steam in the middle of the uh, conversation. It was like looking through my list. What do I want to play? Because I had forgotten about this comment. <laughs> you, uh, you does said, that work for you? 100%. You said a couple of mine. So I had to think on the ball real quick to, uh, <laughs> to come up with some other games. But yeah, um, I, I'm sure that. Four of the five that I mentioned are probably going to be in my list the next time. So maybe it won't be uh, super exciting for people, uh, but I'll maybe try to come up with some other things as well. There you go. All right. Uh, We also got a comment in from 1982. Uh, They said uh, this is kind of in response to us talking about the idea of being able to download uh, smaller um, uh, files for the Steam Deck so it doesn't have so the games that you're downloading don't have quite as big a uh, storage footprint right. as they do on a PC, which has vastly uh, superior storage quantities. Uh, and they said being able to download different parts of a game would also help. For example, I don't like GTA 5 online mode, but I love playing the story mode. So I can save a lot of space by not downloading the online mode and all of its DLCs. This is something I've seen some Xbox games do on the Series X and PlayStation possibly as well as that. I have the two gigabyte expandable storage for my Xbox, which is almost full. And this feature has helped massively and I'm sorry, massively are so Steam is definitely going to have to figure out something out on how to save storage space. I do agree that they that that, that this is a great idea. I don't know that they definitely have to figure something out. It's not something that Valve 
can really figure out they can encourage devs to do that but they can't make devs do that right. and um you know devs who make who have made older games they're unlikely to come back and uh give access to less stuff i've right. also seen this happen a lot on nintendo switch because nintendo switch comes with like the non-OLED version comes with only 32 gigabytes of storage. Uh, so a lot of games will ship and it's got a bunch of stuff that's not on the cartridge that you have to then download. Right. Uh, on the Steam Deck, obviously, everything has to be downloaded. Uh, do you do you agree with 1982 uh, that it's definitely something that devs need to do or something that devs should do? I think it would be a nice thing for devs to do for their community. Um, it, it's going to be really tough because a lot of the older games, a lot of developers aren't going to want to go back and retouch their code to do this. Uh, it'll probably be something that'll happen more so in newer games coming out. Uh, but hopefully some of the really big games do stuff like that. Uh, otherwise, I think we've said it here on the show a couple times, you're going to have to get like a Chewbacca-esque bandolier to store all your SD cards and you just <laughs> carry around a belt across your chest that has like, 10 SD cards on it and that could be your whole game collection uh, and you could be you could, you pretend you're Chewbacca and make uh, roar sounds which I'm not going to do here I'm going to save all your ears <laughs> thank you uh, <laughs> Mike Kopak also sent in a comment they said changing the FPS to 30 doesn't reduce the rate that the inputs are captured it just slows down the redraws that reflect the changes caused by the inputs to have just to clarify things and then Zendariel 87 well, I think I nailed that one. I think you Zendariel nailed that. 87 <laughs> gave a reply. You want to give Zendariel's uh, a reply there? Yeah, so it really depends on the game engine and developer. If, for example, you set the frame rate for a Unity game to 30, the update loop will run at the same frame rate by default. So the game logic will handle, handle the input only 30 times a second. There are a lot of games where a lot of things are tied to frame rate in ways that really should not be. And uh, Zendarlo, you said it perfectly, and that's kind of what I wanted to say, uh, but I misspoke in the last episode that you want higher frame rates to get better inputs. Most modern games are like that somewhat. Um, so you have like pro gamers uh, that play Fortnite and they're in the FC F F FNCS, for example. They, they have a 144 hertz screen, but they want their game to output at 300 FPS or higher because they want to have more chances to capture their input than what's shown on the screen. Um, not every game is like that, granted, but a lot of games will tie uh, the input um, querying um, to the same thing as their frame rate. So they, they render a frame, they get the frame ready, they look for input. They render the frame, get the frame ready, look for input. So not every game, but enough games where bumping it up would be a good thing for people. Absolutely. Uh, so that's it for comments from last episode. If we didn't get to your comment, I'm sorry. We can't include all of them, but we do read each and every comment. So uh, if you have things that you want us to talk about in future episodes, leave a comment down below or come to the live chat. We get a lot of ideas from the live chat right. uh, when we uh, post the premiere of the next episode. Are you ready to move on to the news, Lloyd? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Um, this one is very interesting to me uh somebody went on steam steam db and they looked at how many steam decks were reserved and it says owner estimations here 640,000 to 750,000 this is estimated by play tracker and when i first saw that i was like wow those are really big numbers but then i was thinking is that a big number like you look at the nintendo switch and over five years, they've sold 20 million consoles. Now, I don't know how many Xbox Series Xs have sold. I don't know how many PS5s have sold. Um, the answer is all of them, because <laughs> if yeah. you want to get one, they're incredibly hard to get. So they're, they've all sold. We don't know the number that have sold. And so my question to both Lloyd as well as anybody's watching is, do you think that that number's an impressive number or not? Because I'm I'm just not sure. Yeah, I, I mean, three quarter. Uh, if if this estimation is accurate, we know uh, there's a lot of companies like Play Tracker that that look at sales and then they they trend out that data and try to figure out uh, what what the likely sales numbers are. So they're not completely accurate. But let's let's assume let's pretend that seven hundred fifty thousand is the right number. 
So three quarters of a million uh, people have put a deposit down, put their five bucks down for a piece of hardware that maybe a hundred people in the world have touched. Uh, they haven't seen much about it. They saw the the intro video. They saw some of the hands-on stuff that came out um, right after the Steam Deck was announced. And this is people um, buying it based on the goodwill that Valve has um, has banked over the last decade of of gaming. That's a large number. Uh, I would I would anticipate that number to 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 bump up quite higher uh, once the first people start getting them and post their hands on impressions and things like that. Um, but for for a piece of hardware that almost no one has touched and wasn't like a, a Nintendo or a Sony or Microsoft console announcement where it's like a big boombastic media event. That's pretty decent. Yeah, I'm going to disagree with you there. And here's why. Here's why I'm going to disagree with you. And you guys can, I love it when people disagree on podcasts because that means it's going to be a good conversation. Correct. Um, When I look at that number, my initial instinct is that's a really big number. Then I remember that that's $5. It's <laughs> right. only $5. And if you decide, you know what? I don't want your stupid Steam Deck. I'm going to get my five bucks back. I can then turn around and buy some game on it on Steam. Right. There, the the barrier to entry, the, the friction for making that purchase was incredibly low if you mm. take out the fact that the servers were broken for quite a while, shaking my fist at the sky. <laughs> um, I I feel like... And I don't know if my camera's not... There we go. I think I may have uh, had a problem there with my camera, but no worries. Um, I feel like if people had to lay down the four, somewhere between $400 and $650 right. at purchase time, that number would be way lower than it is now. And I don't know... I, I like Even if the, that 750000 number is accurate... I highly doubt, I highly doubt that all of those are going to sell. Like 100%. a lot of people are going to say, no, never mind. I'm not going to pay it. I can't do it right now. <laughs> yeah. You know it, what oh, I mean? it, just, it just happened after Christmas. I'm still paying off uh, the Christmas right. tree debt. So I can't, I can't do that. hundred percent, hundred percent. I think what is going to give us the best um, bit of information is going to be the people that are in quarter two, 2022. If, Shortly after the Steam Deck comes out, uh, that bumps up to quarter one. We know that there's a lot of people that are doing just what Bill said, where I I put my five bucks down because why not? I really don't want it. Um, so I'm going to let my five bucks uh, lapse, go back into my Steam wallet, and then continue with my life. Um, I personally, selfishly, hope a lot of people do that so I can get mine <laughs> earlier. Uh, but for the, the longevity of the hardware, I hope this is an underrepresented number. And I hope that the day one sales or... or say quarter two quarters worth of sales is going to be more than this number because it's going to take time for them to make it and ship it out it's not going to be like a standard console where there's 20 million sent out to the walmarts and amazons and best buys of the world this is something that valve is selling themselves so it'll be really interesting like six months after the the first one ship if valve comes out and says yep we just shipped our millionth uh steam deck or we just shipped our 500,000th steam deck um yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see kind of what that uh, data looks like. Yeah, me too. I also will say this, that, you know, as far as it, when when you're looking at a, a console, if if the console doesn't sell well at the beginning, it's really bad for the people who bought it. Like, that is a death knell for the people who paid for it. Sure. But with the Steam Deck... That's not really that big a deal. If if I am the if I personally just Bill, if I am the only person on the planet that buys one of these, <laughs> I still get to have a really really good experience. Right. And it just it doesn't matter because it just plays PC games yeah. and that that kind of equalizes all of the risk around sure. the Steam Deck. So I I'm I'm all in on it. I'm definitely getting mine. I've got my money set aside. Uh, but we've had a lot of conversations with people where they're like, you know, I put my five bucks down and now I'm not sure if I can really justify the cost at this time of the year because yep. of this or because of that. We've had a lot of conversations like that in our community discord, which, by the way, if you haven't joined, head on over to nerdnest.tv slash discord or check the link in the description down below to join in on that conversation. Um, I think I think that number is going to go down first 
And then I think once people get their hands on it, it's going to go right back up, which is, you know, I think that that would be a good sign. Yeah, exactly. What what I'm really going to be curious about is how many people keep their $5 pre-order and then just go and flip these on eBay after. Like, is eBay just going to be lousy with uh, Steam decks everywhere? Uh, Like every other piece of hardware, geek, memorabilia, you name it lately? Or is this going to be something that is, like, not really seen on the resale market and that it's being bought by people that want to play games? It'll be it'll be really interesting. This is such a new class of, of hardware uh, by a company that really doesn't sell hardware except for their VR stuff. Um, it'll mm-hmm. be really cool to see how this all plays out. You know, and, and you know, to, to talk about the whole eBay thing, I still want to say kudos to Valve for restricting who could buy it at first. I think... The number of people who are simply flipping it on eBay is going to be significantly lower than it would otherwise be if Valve hadn't done what they did, where you had to have a pre-existing account on Valve where you had spent money before, before the Steam Deck was announced in order to make that purchase on day day one or two or, or however many days it was. I think that was awesome, and that's definitely going to cut down on the eBay sales, but there are going to be a lot of people who, like you said, they're going to say, all right, well, I pre-ordered it for myself, but if I <laughs> see them going for sale on eBay, then I guess I could flip it and then turn around and buy another one and wait and <laughs> you know, kind of pay for itself. Right. I see a lot of people probably trying to do that, which is too bad, but you know, at least they weren't bots. Yes. You know? Yeah. Uh, limiting it to one per person and the having to have spent money in the last year or whatever the cr- criteria was, that is great because how, how the bots normally work is they'll just keep trying to buy it with a sets of credit cards across all the different websites. Well, they couldn't they couldn't uh, whip up a bot fast enough to do that with, uh, I don't know, bot or stolen of um, uh, st- uh, Steam accounts. So this is going to keep a lot of those people away, which is fantastic. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to this story from IGN, which didn't surprise anybody if you had watched the the developer conference that Valve did. Right. Uh, IGN was more like reiterating some information that uh, Valve had already told us, which I think is really great. Uh, Valve has confirmed it has no interest in publishing games that are exclusive to the Steam Deck. I think that this is, as somebody who does not like exclusives... I don't like exclusives because I want everybody to be able to play their games wherever they are. I think, you know, last night at the Game Awards, one of the people who were were, uh, accepting an award, they said, when everybody plays, we all win. Like, that's the kind of thing that I really, really like. And so I'm excited that we're not going to have exclusives to the Steam Deck because it doesn't make any sense. Uh, Will you have PC exclusives? Yes. Yes. Will you be able to play them on the Steam Deck? Yes. Will you be able to play them on your Xbox? Probably not. But <laughs> yeah. that that's not an exclusive. And I think that that's good. Now, there's some people who say you got to have an exclusive in order to sell the hardware. Where do you land on this, Lloyd? No, because it's just a PC. Um, and in fact, that's Valve's response. Uh, no, that doesn't make any, much sense to us. It's a PC and it should just play games like a PC. Uh, even though we call it consoles uh, here because it's convenient and it's very much like a Nintendo Switch, it really is just a PC. So why would you have a specific game that you wouldn't want to sell to every other person that is playing on the PC uh, market? Um, That's not what Valve does. They want to bring gaming to more people. They want to take PC gaming and make it the best way to play on the planet for gaming. So they don't care, really, if you're playing on a Windows PC, if you're playing on a Chromebook, if you're playing on a on a 10-year-old machine and, um, and, and using GeForce Now and playing your Steam games that way. Valve doesn't care. They want more people to play games. And, yeah, uh, having an exclusive would be a really bad thing for that. That would, uh, that would probably anger a lot of their, their fans that aren't picking up a Steam Deck. Yeah, I, I mean, I know exactly. How, if Let's say that they did. Um, I already know how those people feel because I don't have a VR headset. Right. And that means I can't play Half-Life Alex. And I really, really want to play Half-Life Alex. Half-Life uh, 1 and 2 are two of my favorite games of all time. And don't worry, not going to spoil anything here, but Half-Life 2 Episode 3 uh, 
or Half-Life 2 episode 2, whichever one it is, I can't remember, leaves you on a big big old cliffhanger, a right. huge cliffhanger, and you're just like, so what happened? And we never got to find out. And I guess that there's some stuff going on in Half-Life Alex, but I don't get to play it because I don't have VR yeah. stuff. Yep. And that makes me super, super sad. So if they had put out a game that is exclusive to the Steam Deck, it makes more sense as a VR game, but yeah. if they had made it exclusive to the Steam Deck, and I was somebody who didn't buy a Steam Deck, I'd be like, come on, what is your problem? Why would you do that? Exactly. First first you got me at Half-Life Alex. now you got me at a Half-Life whatever, um, whatever, Half-Life tablet, or whatever they're <laughs> going to call it, Half-Life tablet. Um, yeah, that would be a really bad thing. Um, that said, I, I really hope that there's some way to play Alex on this device, hooking it up through some weird concoction of uh of usb-c hubs and other things for the people that really want to play it uh i'll just wait till i get a vr helmet and play it that way hopefully that'll that'll happen at some point in the near future yeah uh speaking of news that we already knew but is nice to see valves come out and sp and um specifically explicitly explicitly say um gaming on linux posted the official developer faq which is really a regurgitation of all of the information that they gave at that developer uh, live stream. Right. Uh, so if you want to check that out, there's a link down below that you can uh, click on so that you can uh, look at all of the information there. We've already covered most of that in previous episodes, but now it's on like a website so you can look at it and read through it. Uh, and I think that that's uh, really, really useful. Definitely. All right. When we talked about this earlier, we said we finally know what it's going to look like when your Steam Deck arrives. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got a trio of pictures that have been posted on uh, on Valve's website or Steam. And uh, I, I don't like the unboxing is here. So we've <laughs> got this trio of pictures that I grabbed where you can see the box and it's open and it's got all of this stuff written and i don't know what what they're saying there couch <laughs> on the couch so maybe they're just saying on the couch oh on the subway in, in a, a test, test chamber, chamber. Yeah. all the places that you can play yes steam so. deck it says you're going places and then we can see the case which looks like a really nice hard shell case especially if you, when you see the steam deck in the case yeah uh, the top half of the case has all the little cutouts so it fits in there perfectly and protects your 400 to 650 dollar investment quite a bit i like that a lot uh lloyd it, it what do you think of this case because i, I think I love this it. case looks fantastic i love it i love it i love it um i i was a big fan of satisfy products on my switch and uh they had a case kind of like that uh for their little um their their little grip thing that you'd slide your nintendo oh, switch right, into right, right. um but it had all these like little things in it that i never use and they just get in the way i mean i guess this one is good for your screen but what i really wanted was a case exactly like this that just had the little indents for the control sticks so you don't depress the control sticks and 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 have issues with uh, drift or whatever uh it looks so good um I, I think the only problem with this case is not for me it would be for companies like pdp and other third-party manufacturers coming out I can't make a case for the Steam Deck anymore because it comes with one. So we have to come up with oh, yeah, we have to tough. come up with other ideas for accessories that we can um, that we can sell out and then end up at like <laughs> Odd Lots or Dollar Tree down down the road. So here's PDP or whoever else. Uh, here's your here's what you do. You because because this case is so form fitted to the Steam Deck, you got to sell some thumbstick caps that are capacitive <laughs> that will that will pass through the capacitance from your thumbs because those are capacitive thumbsticks so right. regular thumbstick caps won't work but then the case won't work if you buy those thumbstick caps so then you can sell a case that has a little bit more room so They're that's a free one for you oh, pdp creating their own markets oh amazing bill you should have been a marketer not not a teacher although you could teach marketing and then you do both things it would be great all right we talked a little bit about half-life and uh Listen, I, my, I had I have completely said, okay, Valve cannot count to three, <laughs> so we're never gonna get Half Life three. We're never gonna get Left for Dead three, which I don't care as much about. We're never gonna get Portal three because Half Life or Half Life, who are they? Valve. Valve <laughs> gets bored. 
like they get bored. They do two cool things and they're like, ah, we could do something new. And then they do two cool things. Ah, let's do something new. Yeah. I had resigned myself to the idea that Half-Life 3 is never going to happen. And then I saw this story and it just kind of renewed that, that sense of sadness. Because again, as I said, playing as Gordon Freeman is some of the best video game playing that I've ever had yeah. in my entire life um it says here half-life 3 reportedly not taking place but a steam deck first person shooter slash um real-time strategy game may be coming now this is rumors take it with a grain of salt it's from data mines and stuff right but essentially there's this guy uh, who made the valve news network tyler mcvicker and he says that in, on his YouTube channel that he was um, data mining this thing called Citadel, which is like some project that they're working on. And here's what they have to say it, say about it. It's a first-person shooter, real-time strategy co-op game described as a nostalgia fest and like Left 4 Dead, Alien Swarm, and RTS and Half-Life having a baby. Citadel oh. is supposedly being created with the Steam Deck in mind, probably because it's got all those different controls that you can use right and it has a touch screen um uh we got in touch with this is uh from i forgot which website i got this from there's a link in the description down below but they said we got in touch with tyler who confirmed to us that he received his information through data mines of regularly updated valve software like steam dota 2 etc and he has been looking into citadel since early 2018 Right. What do you think, Lloyd, about the idea of a game that is obviously not Valve releasing a game that is obviously not an exclusive, but definitely made with the specific inputs in mind? Do you think that that's going to be like a shadow launch title from Valve to go along with the Steam Deck? I I would hope so. Like that would be fantastic. Can you imagine playing uh, like a Half Life game that is like um, an XCOM? Um, where you can um, basically take out head crabs across uh, the map and and other people coming at you and you're hiding behind. And then next thing you know, you go into first-person aiming mode and use the gyro of your Steam Deck and then you use other things. They could do some amazing stuff with that, um, but then also have the game playable on a regular PC that doesn't have all those crazy controls uh, as well. Uh, I think that would be a really great thing for them to do. I don't think it's going to happen at launch, although I really hope it does uh, because I want more Half-Life. Um, but uh, yeah. Why I, are you going to make me sad, Lloyd? I, I, like you you, <laughs> you said, like, what is it? Having a baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. Left 4 Dead, <laughs> Alien Swarm, RTS, and Half-Life all having a baby. Those are such, such different games. But the thought of playing a game that is like Left 4 Dead co-op, so you, you each have different skills uh a real-time simulation so uh, a real real-time strategy game rather um so you're you're all doing stuff um maybe having some some turn-based stuff thrown in there man i want to play that game right now so i hope this is real and not just um someone fooling around like you know valve does development a little bit different people can just kind of work on their own stuff and upload stuff and a lot of that stuff never sees the light sees the light of day um, yeah. but man, I really hope this one comes out uh, just because I want more half-life. Right. And you know what, even if this particular project Citadel game, whatever it's called, it, even if this doesn't come out, right. I think it's really good for valve to make a game that shows off what you can do with all of those different inputs that are on the steam deck. Because I mean, you think about it first off, um, you could, uh, if you're playing this game, you could easily adapt anything that they're talking about to a mouse and keyboard. It would work right. perfectly. A controller might be a different uh, a different animal. It probably right. wouldn't just work on <clears throat> on a controller unless it also had those touchpads like the Steam Deck does. But being able to create a game that says, you know, this is what you're going to use the touchscreen for. This is what you're going to use the uh, touchpads for. This is what you're going to use the capacitive thumbsticks for. And this hmm. is what you're going to use this for. Like yeah. showing that to developers, Nintendo does this kind of thing all the time. You know, you know when they bring out a uh, new weird hardware, because that's what Nintendo does. Yep, they always bring out a game that says, "Hey, this is what you can do, developers." 
with this weirdo hardware and then people are like oh okay i get it now yeah valve never really did that with the steam controller they right. absolutely did it with their vr with half-life alex i think they need to do it with the steam deck in order to entice developers to gravitate towards those control input methods right but maybe they don't have to i don't know yeah yeah that would be really great i mean sony did that recently with their playstation 5 it comes with that little game Mm. that allows you to run around and use all the aspects of the dual sense controller like the adaptive um thumbsticks and triggers and all the other stuff that comes along with it uh that would make a lot of sense for for them to do something like that um as you said to show off the benefits of the hardware to get um, developers brains moving in different directions and maybe coming up with the next greatest game that has ever been made. Um, Sometimes all you need is just a little bit of an idea and then other ideas just keep flowing. Um, So hopefully something like that does happen. I'd love to see it. All right, let's move on to this story from XDA. I actually had quite a few people send this to me uh, and I found it really interesting, but I think a lot of people are misunderstanding what exactly this thing is. So uh, Qualcomm announced the Snapdragon G3X Gen 1 gaming platform with Razer Developer Kit. Right. What is this? Well, let's start with what it isn't. This is not competition for the Steam Deck, in my opinion. This plays Google Play. This plays Android games. Right. And this is not a device that they are looking to actually sell. This is Qualcomm and um, Razer trying to work together to say, hey, we can make devices other. You can make devices that are like basically a phone built into a controller and sell those. Right. Uh, So a lot of people sent this to me saying, ah, it looks like a Steam Deck. So (laughs) this must be competition for the Steam Deck. And I don't think this is competition for the Steam Deck because A, you can't buy it. And B, it's Android. Yeah. Do you think I'm wrong about something not being competition for the Steam Deck because it's not running PC hardware? Um, I think this could develop into competition for the Steam Deck. I think as it is right now, they're calling it the Snapdragon G3X Developer Kit, which is more of a, hey, look at this new this new APU, this new CPU, this new GPU, this new chip that we've worked on. It's uh, 20% faster than our last one and 30% more power efficient. And our GPU is 30% faster and 25% more power efficient. So maker of phone, LG, uh, HTC, Mm -hmm. um, Huawei, uh, all the other ones. If you take this and put it in your phone, not only can you have a really amazing Android phone, but you can have a really amazing Android phone that plays these amazing games and then shows off some of the stuff that people have been using that dev kit to uh, produce. I I think it's more for that. Yeah, and I I totally agree with that. Um, I would say this, like a lot of, a lot, look, I don't want to say that mobile games are not good games because there are plenty of mobile games that are good games. But I would say a majority of mobile games are kind of not great. In my opinion, you can disagree with me. We've got comments for that. I'm I'm just not a fan of mobile gaming. Now, one of the reasons I don't like mobile gaming is because I don't like my big old fat fingers covering up the screen that I'm supposed to be doing. Well, this right. kind of gets rid of that, so that's not really the issue anymore. Mm. But then you run into the issue where on Steam Deck, you, because of Steam input being so powerful, you can kind of shoehorn pretty much any game into working on either the joysticks or the the touch pads or whatever like you can kind of make it work pretty right. much no matter what because and i've done it using the the uh, steam controller mm-hmm. when you're talking about android games a lot of them are just like they're just they're only designed with touch input in mind and so this to me seems like a huge miss because if you go out if it, let's say that qualcomm and razor ends up making this thing and then they ship uh like they ship them out to stores. Um, I I see what's gonna happen is a bunch of people are gonna buy these. They'll buy some game on the Android Play Store, they'll install it, and it won't be compatible with the joysticks or something. Right. And that's a not not a good experience. And so that kind of thing I don't look at as competition. 
My next question, Lloyd. Sure. Is Valve has said, look, we're putting SteamOS 3 out there. Anybody can do whatever the hell they want with it. Mm -hmm. Do you really think that anybody else is going to be able to sell a device at the price to power ratio that the Steam Deck is at? In order to actually compete with the Steam Deck, because Valve is like looking like a good guy saying, "Hey, we're we're just making a new category. You can use our software and everything." Do you think anybody can actually compete with them? I, I don't know. It's tough. Like Nvidia, they have a lot of money. Um, uh, Intel, the Intel has a lot of money, although maybe not for much longer. Everyone's shipping, a, <laughs> switching arms, so who knows what's going to happen there? Microsoft could could make a device like this. Uh, Apple can make a device like this because they have all the money in the world to develop something. Of course, if Apple makes something like this, it's going to be $1,000 and it's going to come in five beautiful colors for the people <laughs> that want that stuff. Um, and, no, and no, no, no. It'll come in two colors right. and one of them will only be... And listen, I'm talking as an Apple guy, all right? <laughs> one of them will be the color that you want will be $200 extra. Exactly. So <laughs> Apple wouldn't make a cost-efficient one for the end user. Um, maybe Microsoft, if they made like a, a handheld Xbox, um, but they've kind of moved past that with the whole uh, cloud streaming and uh, Game Pass on PC or PC Game Pass now because it changed names yesterday which is I need to rework all the wiring in my brain so I can say it right. Um, so I don't know if there's really a company that could um, could afford to potentially lose money on every system being sold. Um, that's why when you see Indiegogos or Kickstarters for handheld gaming devices, they're $700, $800, $1,000. Because if I'm making a device and I want to sell 1,000 of them, I'm not going to lose $200 on all 1,000 of them just because I want people to use my device. I want to make money so that I can create other hardware. Um, I could see this turning into something that Razer um, comes out with in the future because we know Razer is, has come out with gaming phones and the Razer Blade gaming laptops and, and all the other um, things. They want to have um, really beefy... PCs that run the latest games with really good controls. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. But if anybody does it, you didn't answer ask this question, but I'm gonna I'm gonna answer a question that wasn't a asked to me. Whoever comes up with something that looks like this, just put SteamOS on it. Don't pay for yes. the OS. Don't pay for Windows Embedded. Don't come up with your own flavor of Android. Just put SteamOS on it and then let people install whatever the heck they want on it. And you'll see probably more sales that way because people are going to buy it because they like, <clears throat> excuse me, they like the design of this device compared to the Steam Deck. So they're going to get this one, but it's going to play all the same games. So hopefully this new chip, this new Snapdragon G3X powers the next five years of gaming handhelds and gaming phones. Um, but hopefully all those gaming handhelds and gaming phones will have SteamOS on it. Yeah, I, the, the thing that you got to think about, though, is that, you know, Valve can Valve can take a hit because they're making money on the sales of the games. Right. If if let's say um, uh, Bill Vision, that's the <laughs> name of my company, apparently. Right. Uh, Bill Vision makes these the, these devices, these handheld devices, and I put SteamOS 3 on it. I sell the device my money making is done because they're not buying any games from me they're buying <laughs> them from valve so i don't know that anybody can compete with valve on the on a portable pc like it's just really tough and if you guys can think of something let me know in the in the comments down below because i think valve is really the only company that is poised to do this yeah. maybe epic games do you think epic games would ever like ship their their fork knife uh device <laughs> i i would i'd buy it uh i love for i love fortnite uh, fortnite's one of my one of my most played games on on xbox when i looked at my uh 20 years in review or whatever which is really kind of crazy that that is a thing um but yeah like you'd have to be a, you'd have to have a big company that's willing to lose a big chunk of money um and hope to gain some of that back on sales that's why steam can do it because if you buy a steam game they made money um, if you yeah. buy hardware, say say the entry level Steam Deck costs fifty dollars more for Valve to make it than it costs you to buy it. Well, Valve can can look at all of their users and say, okay, our average users that are 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 wanting this type of device, they've spent 
X number of dollars a year. Okay, that's going to give us X number of dollars in our cut. Okay, so they're going to pay this device off in two years. Okay, that makes sense. Um, almost no other company can do it except for Microsoft, Xbox, PlayStation could do it for if they make, if this is the next PSP or the next Vita. Um, Nintendo, well, they already have the Switch. They don't have to, they don't have to do that. Um, but it, it's going to be just insanely impossible for almost any other company to compete with price and price per watt like you said yeah all right um here's my last question before we move on and i just thought of this uh when i bought my steam controller it came with a really cool bonus and that was every valve game ever made (laughs) and every future valve game ever made you know how i said i can't play half-life alex well i still have it i still have it in my library because i bought a steam controller right do you think valve does that with the steam deck you got to think so. Like, um, they've given away Half-Life 2 how many times? Like, mm-hmm. uh, just randomly, hey, get off Half-Life 2 and get 17 free copies to send to your friends. Like, they they know that this game has been out there for a while. Everybody probably already owns a copy. Uh, I would be immensely surprised if, if it's not already preloaded on the device. If you don't own Half-Life or any of the other Valve games when you first sign into your Steam Deck... That it doesn't say we just added blah 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 to your to your Steam library. Have fun, enjoy your Steam Deck. Something like that has to happen, I would assume. Well, you think that they would have ad- if they were going to do that? You think I don't remember if they advertised that to begin with, but if they were going to do that, you think that they would have said, "By the way," and maybe they did. I don't know. Let us know in the comments down so. below. I don't think um, so. Maybe they said, "Hey, by the way." If you buy this, you also get all of our games. So you get Portal and Portal 2 and Half-Life and Half-Life right. 2 and all that other stuff and whatever that weird card game was that they tried making that didn't didn't pan out so well. Um, <laughs> you get all those games, all yeah. of them. And I think that that would be uh, really, really cool. I all just, right. uh, I looked on, on uh, Google. I Googled a Steam Complete Pack, which wasn't the name of it. It's called the Valve Complete Pack. It is currently on sale for $75, and you get every single Valve game um, and and a, a bunch of really interesting games. I don't know if Half-Life Alex is there. I don't see Half-Life Alex, so maybe you got a better deal with your uh, with your Steam controller. Um, yeah, that's that's a lot of money um, to, to give away to everybody, but everybody probably owns most of these games anyway yeah. if you have a Steam account. So maybe this isn't going to cost Valve anything, and it's going to give people a really amazing experience uh, on their Steam decks. Absolutely. All right. That's it for episode 10 of On Deck. Uh, We made it through 10 episodes. Lloyd is out of fingers. Tune in next time to figure out what he's going to do. I'm not holding up any fingers, so I'm not going to help him. He has to figure it out on his own. Uh, That's If you guys have ideas for Lloyd, leave comments down below. Anything you want to mention before we get out of here, man? Please send those those suggestions in because I need the help. I'm I'm not a very <laughs> smart man sometimes, and I can't think of what I'm going to do uh, for the next episode. So uh, yeah, I'm worried. Stay awesome, everybody. <laughs> we will see you on the third, hopefully, unless crazy things happen, which has been known to happen. Bye, everyone. Take it easy, everybody. Mm-hmm.